Good morning and welcome to Current Radio. It's Thursday, December 28th. In sports news, Osaka is back in practice in Brisbane and USC's Moss sets a new Holiday Bowl record with six touchdowns. Plus, Lee Tang assists in a record-breaking performance for the Penguins and Jackson and the Ravens are staying focused despite a change in script. All this coverage and more, up next. Welcome to Current Radio's Sports Station. Please enjoy today's selection of sports news. Former number one and new mom Naomi Osaka is making her much-anticipated return to tennis at the Brisbane International. This comes after she pulled out of last year's Australian Open and later revealed she was pregnant. Helena, our tennis expert, is here to discuss this. What can we expect from Osaka's return? Stephen, it's certainly an exciting time for tennis fans. Osaka, a two-time Australian and U.S. Open champion, has only played one game since the 2021 U.S. Open. She's been practicing hard in Brisbane, according to tournament director Cameron Pearson. So we can expect her to make a strong comeback. It's not just Osaka making a return, right? Rafael Nadal is also set to return from injury in Brisbane. What's the competition looking like? Indeed, Stephen. The 32-man ATP field is so strong that Wimbledon finalist Matteo Berrettini and 2020 U.S. Open champion Dominic Thiem will have to qualify to feature in it. Both are currently sitting outside the top 60 cutoff mark that received automatic entry into the season opening event. Holger Rune at number eight is the highest ranked man in the tournament. American Ben Shelton and three-time Grand Slam singles champion Andy Murray are also entered. And what about the women's draw? Who are some of the key players to watch out for? The 54-player women's draw is equally competitive. Reigning Australian Open champion Arena Savalenka, Elena Rybakina, Jelena Ostapenko, Victoria Azarenka, Sofia Kennan, and Sloane Stevens are all participating. It's going to be a thrilling tournament, Stephen. Certainly sounds like it. Thanks for your insights, Helena. We'll be watching closely as these players make their return to the court. In other sports news, USC has bid farewell to the Pac-12 conference in a rather remarkable fashion, defeating number 16 Louisville, 42-28 in the Holiday Bowl. This victory was highlighted by Miller Moss's six touchdown passes, a Holiday Bowl record in his first college start. Helena, what are your thoughts on this? It was indeed a memorable farewell for USC, Stephen. Miller Moss really stepped up in the absence of Caleb Williams, the 2022 Heisman Trophy winner who opted out of the game. Moss threw for 372 yards with one interception, and his six touchdown passes broke the Holiday Bowl record held by four players, including Jim McMahon in BYU's 1980 comeback win against SMU. And it wasn't just Moss who shone, right? There were other standout performances, too. Absolutely, Stephen. Redshirt senior wide receiver Taj Washington caught two touchdown passes, and wideout Kyron Hudson blocked a punt and then caught a scoring pass shortly thereafter. These performances really underscored the strong leadership within the team, which Moss himself acknowledged. So, with Moss's impressive performance, do we think he's secured the starting quarterback job for next year? Well, according to Hudson, Moss's performance is something that's going to help USC in the future. Moss took full advantage of the opportunity he was given when Williams, the presumptive first overall pick in the NFL draft, opted out. So it's safe to say he's made a strong case for himself. And what about USC's move to the Big Ten next season? How does this victory set them up for that transition? This victory certainly gives USC some momentum as they prepare to join the Big Ten next season. Despite a frustrating campaign and losing three straight games and five of six coming in, this win against a strong Louisville team shows that they can compete at a high level. 
Trojans coach Lincoln Riley described it as, as fun a win as I can remember as a head coach. Well, it's certainly going to be interesting to see how USC fares in the Big Ten next season. Moving on to the ice rink, in a historic NHL game, Chris Latang of the Pittsburgh Penguins had six assists, including five in the second period alone, making him the first defenseman in NHL history to score five points in a period. The Penguins crushed the New York Islanders 7-0. Helena, can you provide us with some more details about this game? Absolutely, Stephen. Jake Gensel and Evgeny Malkin each scored twice, and Tristan Jerry finished with 21 saves for his fourth shutout of the season. Other scorers for Pittsburgh included Rickard Raquel, Radim Zohorna, and Valtteri Pustinen. Marcus Pedersen also picked up four assists. Litang's achievement is remarkable, especially considering the high level of parity in today's game. Litang's six assists also tied a Penguins franchise record, right? Yes, that's correct. This feat was previously achieved by Mario Lemieux three times, Greg Malone in 1979, and Ron Stackhouse in 1975. Lee Tang's six assists also tied the most by a defenseman in a single NHL game, a record held six times before, most recently by Gary Suter in 1986. The Islanders had been on a nine-game point streak on home ice, which came to an end with this game. What went wrong for them? Well, the Islanders' defense structure was poor in this game. Ilya Sorokin made 19 saves, but was replaced by Semyon Varlamov in the third period, who made six saves. The Penguins scored six times within a 10-27 stretch of the second period. Islanders coach Lane Lambert called a timeout between Gensel's goals in an effort to regain control, but the Penguins continued to capitalize on the Islanders' defensive weaknesses. It's worth noting that Pittsburgh scored six goals in a single period on the road for the first time since March 21, 2000, when they did it against the Islanders. Helena, what does this victory mean for the Penguins? This is a huge win for the Penguins, Stephen. Not only did they break a record, but they also demonstrated their offensive prowess and ability to capitalize on their opponent's weaknesses. This victory will undoubtedly boost their confidence as they continue their season. Indeed, a remarkable game for the Penguins and a historic night for Chris Letang. Now, let's switch gears to the NFL. A week after feeling disrespected about being an underdog to the San Francisco 49ers, Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens are now tuning out the talk that they're the NFL's number one team. Helena, our sports analyst, is here to discuss this. Helena, what's the mindset in the Ravens' camp right now? Steven, the Ravens are focusing on maintaining a level head. As Jackson put it, the narrative is changing. They've gone from being the underdogs to being hailed as the number one team. But they're not paying any mind to that. They see it as clickbait and are focusing on taking it a game at a time. After a 33-19 victory at the 49ers, the Ravens now have the NFL's best record at 12-3. They're also atop virtually every power ranking. Despite this, Jackson insists they don't carry the mindset of being the league frontrunner. Why is that? Jackson believes that the Ravens are a team full of players who've been doubted and have things to prove. He feels that they rise to the occasion when they're the underdogs, and that they need to stay locked in to continue doing so. Even though they're no longer technically the underdogs, Jackson insists, we're the underdogs. The Ravens can clinch the AFC's number one seed if they beat the Miami Dolphins on Sunday. They're a three-and-a-half-point favorite, according to ESPNB. Given Jackson's insistence on being the underdogs, how does this play into their strategy? Well, Stephen, it's all about mindset. Jackson's insistence on being the underdogs, despite their success, is likely a way to keep the team grounded and focused. They're not letting the hype get to them, and they're concentrating on the task at hand, 
which is winning their next game. It's a fascinating approach, and it'll be interesting to see how it plays out for the Ravens. With that, we conclude our stories for today and look forward to having you back here at Current Radio tomorrow.